Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Wednesday, January 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, riding in on a stolen scooter. Uh, won't say <laughs> where where he can't where he got it. Uh, it, it we'll, we'll get to Tito's scooter uh, here in a bit, but the uh, the big news of the day in baseball uh, is Scott Rowland, uh, eight-time Gold Glove third baseman, uh, elected by a pretty narrow margin, but uh, nonetheless elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, announced on Tuesday evening, Scott Rowland will uh, will go in along with Fred McGriff as the class of 2023 in Cooperstown. Hoinsey, uh, what'd you think of the uh, the election of Scott Rowland? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good one, Joe. I thought it was, he deserved it. He kind of got in by the skin of his teeth by five votes. Uh, you know the way uh, the the balloting broke down, um, but uh, you know you could feel the momentum building with this guy. And uh, it's interesting, Joe. He made it on his sixth year on the ballot. His first year on the ballot, he only received 10.2% of the vote from the Baseball Writers Association of America. So uh, you know that's a quick jump. Yeah, it's sixth year, sixth year of eligibility. Uh, 76.3% of the ballots uh, he was named on, like you said, a margin of five five ballots uh, got him in. Todd Helton uh, of the Colorado Rockies, uh, 72.2% of the ballots in his fifth year. So uh, maybe next year Todd Helton will uh, will trend in that way and and, and get in. Uh, but that was it in in, in terms of uh, who the, the the writers elected. Uh, is that a is it a commentary more on Roland or is it a commentary more on the way the 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 election process is set up right now that you know it's it's been a struggle these last couple of years to get anybody elected? Yeah, I think uh, you know with this this year, Joe, the ballot was uh, you know kind of wide open. You know, after uh, Bonds and Clemens and uh, Schilling, uh, you know. Their, their eligibility expired last year, and there wasn't a drop-dead kind of uh, candidate on there. So I think the votes got spread out, and a lot of guys, uh, I think a lot of voters who usually vote for like 10 guys, you know, especially, you know, in last year's ballot when, you know, you know Bonds and Clemens and Schilling and, and Sosa were on that, um, 
you know, I think they they didn't vote for as many guys. You know, I don't think they I don't think there was a lot of guy, uh, voters that that that, uh, you know, filled out a 10 man ballot. So that that may affected things. But, you know, a lot of guys made jumps. Uh, Billy Wagner went to a 68 percent, 68.1 percent. Andrew Jones, you know, jumped to 58.1 percent. Sheffield went to 55 percent. Um, uh, Beltran, first year on the ballot, when you know, showed very well, forty-six point five percent, despite you know the uh, Houston scandal. So uh, interesting. Our our buddy uh, Jeff Kent, uh, unfortunately, uh, only came in at forty-six point five percent in his last year on the ballot. So you know he is not going to uh, make Cooperstown uh, at least by the writers. Yeah, uh, other guys who who came in under that. Uh... 5% threshold and will drop off the ballot after the first year uh, of being eligible. Bronson Arroyo, R.A. Dickey, John Lackey, uh, Mike Napoli, who, uh, who who obviously was a, a big part of the 2016 uh, Cleveland Indians who went to the, the World Series. Uh, Houston Street, Matt Kane, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. Hardy, uh, Johnny Peralta, who had a, a, a long stint with the uh, Indians here in Cleveland uh, before moving on to uh, Detroit and a couple other teams. Uh, Jared Weaver and Jason Worth, uh, all those guys fall off the ballot for next year. So it should be uh, interesting. There's there's quite a bit. Of, there's going to be quite a bit of turnover and uh, and churn when it comes to the the ballot and the candidates for for next season. Uh, like you said, a guy like Carlos Beltran who shows forty six point five percent. Uh, after his first year on the ballot, uh, you know, that's that's a guy who's, who's pretty much going to be, uh, you know, looked at very closely in the next couple of seasons, could get in, uh, you know, second, third year. Yeah, he's, you know, if you, if you can put aside the Houston thing, the sign-stealing thing, you know, Joe, if you look at his, his, uh, his uh, resume, uh, you know, switch hitter, uh, you know, just an yeah, excellent uh, center fielder, um, you know, just big time offensive player still, you know, I think he stole over 400 bases, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, an all around player. I think he'll, I think definitely he's going to make it. Uh, other guys, uh, like, like we mentioned, uh, you know, guys who had the, the specter of the steroid era and, and steroid scandals, uh, around them, uh, Alex Rodriguez, 35.7%. Uh, Manny Ramirez, 33.2%. Uh, Andy Pettit, uh, 17%. So, uh, you know, those guys are going to still be on the ballot next year. Uh, we'll see if if they continue to trend toward, uh, you know, gaining in, in their, uh, you know, year over year. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's no guarantees that that any of those guys will, will ever get enough votes, uh, at least from the writers, to get in. Yeah, and, and Omar Vizquel, you know, of Cleveland's favorite, uh, you know, 11-time Gold Glove winner. He continued to go the wrong way, Joe. I mean, this is a guy that was on his way to Cooperstown in, in 2020 when he w- received over 50% of the vote. Uh, yesterday, he came in at 19.5% of the vote, and uh, he's he's hanging on to the ballot. But, you know, the uh, domestic violence and, and another lawsuit – uh, by uh, you know a minor league bat boy, uh, have really kind of stalled his candidacy. Candidacy, Joe. Yeah, you can you can tell that that's uh, it's going to be hard 
uh, for Omar to overcome those uh, those issues and and those scandals. Uh, and really, he'll, he'll he seems like a, a guy who will will stay on the ballot now until his ten years are up, and then you know maybe down the line he goes to an era committee and gets considered there. Uh, but you know it, it might be several years before Omar. Uh, you know, even gets the the opportunity to 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 entertain a thought about um, Cooperstown as as an option. So yeah, he's uh, in his, he's in he's got four more years, Joe, on the ballot. So we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, things could turn around or not. So uh, interesting to to watch there. So McGriff and Roland uh, going in. Uh, Roland certainly a, a, a deserving candidate. Like I said, eight gold gloves. Uh, this is a guy who's just screamed consistency, a seven, seven-time All-Star in his 17-year career, uh, played with the Phillies, Cardinals, Blue Jays, and Reds, uh, the fourth most gold gloves for a third baseman uh, for Roland, and he was the uh, the Rookie of the Year in 1997, uh, won a World Series with the Cardinals in 2006. Yeah, just, uh, you know, really a solid player, a big guy, you know, a huge guy to be playing third base, uh, you know, uh, a great defender. And, uh, he you know, he, he developed as a hitter and, uh, you know, played 17 years, I believe. So it, it was it was a solid choice, I think, by uh, by the baseball writers. Yeah, I, and I, I guess just. A lot of people are are questioning, oh, is he a Hall of Famer? Or is he just a really good guy? I, I mean, this is he he checks the boxes in terms of longevity, in terms of consistency and and just, you know, if you if you look at the eight gold gloves at third and you look at what he was able to do uh, at the plate, it, it, it really does, uh, you know, sort of pan out to, to be a, this is a guy who's uh, you know, consistently in that top percentage of of guys who played the position and and were were Hall of Famers. Yeah, and you know, there, there's you always kind of you know guys are going to get compared to other guys that didn't make it. You know, Kent. You know, probably had you know Jeff Kent probably had a similar career to uh, to uh, you know uh, 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 Roland. You know, he's and probably better in, in in some regards. You know, he was. The top home run a hitter and RBI guy in history among second basemen, uh, you know, was an MVP. You know, kind of a guy that that kind of fell through the cracks, Joe. And um, I think uh, you know, hit the first time he'll become eligible for the Veterans Committee is in 2026, and maybe he'll get you know a longer look from those guys. All right, uh, Roland. If you want to go to the the statistic route. Uh, Roland was fifth all time uh, among career third basemen. He ranks fifth in wins above replacement, uh, according to Baseball Reference. So the uh, that that wonderful catch-all stat, uh, WAR. He he's fifth all time. Uh, I think that's something that a, a lot of the these uh, newer voters really do look at and and give a lot of uh, weight to. Yeah, and and defend. You know, his defense figures into the WAR, and I think you know there's. You know, as as you know, the years have gone by. There's there's more defined ways to, uh, you know, to uh, look at a, a player's defense, and I think that really helped Roland in this case. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you if you looked now, is is Nolan Arenado uh, a, a Hall of Famer? Is he is he the kind of guy who you could put in the Hall of Fame? I think the two of them had very similar have 
very similar careers, at least, uh, you know, that's what Arenado's building. Uh, his re- reputation is is defense first, also a, a, a solid offensive player, maybe a little bit more offense for Nolan Arenado. So, you know, if I'm if I'm Arenado and I see Roland getting in, uh, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that you know maybe somewhere down the line uh, the the doors to Cooperstown also are, are going to be open for me. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, uh, you know, Arenado is really he's he's a great third baseman. There's no doubt about that. And you know, he's a dangerous hitter. So yeah, that's that's a great uh, you know comp right there. All right, got to ask you, Hoinsey, uh how how long have you been a uh, eligible to vote? Uh, for the Hall of Fame, uh, when when was the first time you turned in a ballot? Let's see, Joe. That's a good. I think my first year. You, you've got to be, uh, you know, cover baseball for ten years, be a member of the BBWA. So the first year, I believe, was like nineteen ninety three, maybe. Okay. Uh, so, and so you've you've turned in ballots for, geez, almost uh, you know thirty years. That's. Uh, uh, you know, pretty solid. Uh, what was your Hall of Fame ballot this year uh, looking like? Yeah, I voted for nine guys. I usually vote for 10, Joe, uh, but I would vote for nine guys this year. And, you know, I voted for Beltran, Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, um, Frank, uh, Francisco Rodriguez, Roland, uh, Gary Shield, Viscal, and uh, Billy Wagner. I, you know, I've I've made a habit of, uh, you know, kind of not voting for steroid guys or ster- guys linked to steroids. But I, I did a lot of research on, on uh, uh, you know, Sheffield. And, I, you know, I think, you know, he, he claims he never used steroids at that, you know, the stuff that Bond, Barry Bonds gave him. He didn't know what, you know, that, that it includes steroids. So, you know, I, I think, you know. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt and, and, and voted for him this year. That was the yeah. only kind of outlier, really. And, you know, Rodriguez and Beltran, first year on the ballot, I figured, uh, you know, Wagner, you know, I voted for him over the years. He's, what, sixth in, in all-time saves with 422. But Rodriguez is fourth. You know, he's he's right. he's fourth behind, uh, you know, the four Hall of three Hall of Famers in Rivera, uh, Hoffman, and and uh, Lee Lee Smith. Yeah, and sometimes you know the the ten votes. Maybe sometimes you you use some of those uh, down ballot uh, guys that you vote for just to keep them on the ballot for you know knowing that they're not going to be, uh, you know, in the that seventy five percent range or whatever. But a guy like Francisco Rodriguez, maybe you need a couple more years to consider him, or maybe uh, the the voters need a couple more years. And and it's it's a responsible thing to do to throw him a vote just to make sure he gets that five percent and stays on the ballot to give him a chance. I wish more people would have done something like that to Kenny Lofton in his first year uh, of eligibility, just to to sort of. Hey, you know, uh, maybe I won't vote for him, uh, you know, years down the line or whatever, the more he stays on the ballot. But but in this first year of eligibility, this is a guy who who needs to, a, a longer look. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, Rodriguez gets 10.8 percent of the vote. You know, he got, you know, 42 guys vote 40. He received 42 votes for. So he stays on the ballot for another year. But, yeah, Kenny Lofton. uh Kenny got hosed. There's no way, no <laughs> if, ands, or buts about it. And uh, you know, he came on the ballot when uh, you know we've talked about this before. When when Bonds, Clemens, uh, you know, and and I think you know Bonds, Clemens, you know, a couple 
big steroid guys or steroid tainted guys came on on the ballot and i think he just got overlooked joe he was he was a one and done guy he's got a his war is 60 you know i think he's got a 60 war you know and and i think he deserved a longer look than that it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, I think he's he's he won't be eligible uh, coming up again un- until this this same cycle, right? The the um, yeah, I think two thousand twenty six probably. So uh, you know that'll that'll be the next time he's eligible, and we'll we'll see if the committee you know considers him a, a finalist. Uh, it, 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 they should at least, but you know who knows? He's going to run into the same problem with Bonds and Clemens being there again. So uh, could be a while. All right. Uh, we covered your ballot. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's talk about the uh, uh, the the fun from the weekend that we didn't know was was going on on Saturday. The whole time we're sitting there uh, interviewing Tito at Guards Fest, uh, he was a man without a ride. Uh, somebody had <laughs> stolen uh, Terry Francona's beloved scooter. Now I, I don't know if I I, I didn't read a, a bunch of the stories uh, that were written about it, but uh, nobody referred to it as the hog, which is the way that uh, that Tito. Uh, likes yeah, to refer yeah. to it. He, he calls it the hog, which is like a, he thinks it's a chopper or something like that. Uh, this is a scooter that has had uh, so many trials and tribulations. It has been it's been stolen. It's been stolen and returned before. Uh, it's been used as target practice on the infield by Kevin Cash and the the Rays during uh, the infamous prank war that that raged between uh, Francona and and Cash for for so many years. Uh, it's it, Tito was sitting upon the, the scooter after, uh, uh, game one or was it game one? Yeah, it was game two of the, uh, wildcard series, uh, the walk-off win, uh, in, in game two. And, uh, he was pulling out of the driveway and uh, on the scooter and, uh, a woman, uh, stood there on the street corner and he thought she was going to flash him. So he uh, he tried to stop her from 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 flashing, but she had a, a T-shirt that had a message for him that she was just pulling her shirt up uh, to show him. Uh, the, the scooter's been through a lot, Hoinsey. There there's been a a, a lot of of uh, uh, you know baggage associated with the scooter, uh, but now uh, apparently Cleveland police have found it and it's been uh, it's being returned to to Tito. So uh, this is all a, you know a good ending at least to the story. Yeah, I wonder if the surveillance cameras, Joe, that have, have picked up, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Cash lurking in the shadows here. You know, this this kind of smells like that. You know, maybe he he came up he came up from Florida in the middle of January here to to get to take one last dig at Tito. Well, you know, I, I every one of the other pranks between Cash and and Tito was, was didn't involve the police in in any way. There was no. Uh, you know, there, there were video messages on the scoreboard and, uh, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about nasty things being left in desk drawers and, and whatnot. But uh, there there was never any involvement of the police. So I, I think Kevin Cash gets away clean on this. <laughs> uh, I I just 
I wonder what Tito's security system is to to sort of keep this thing locked up, or, or if they, he needs like a, uh, a, a like an alarm system or something to to, to better secure the uh, the hog. We'll uh, we'll have to give Tito a hard time the next time we we talk to him about this because uh, you know that that scooter is getting uh, a huge reputation uh, around town. Uh, you know, they even made a bobblehead of him him riding the scooter, uh, you know, years back uh, here in Cleveland. So uh, very interesting. Uh, Tito's scooter has been found. Uh, all's right that ends well. So, uh, you know, good, uh, good there. Definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, what were what, what what's that? What were those things you used to put on your steering wheel, your car? So so oh, they could the, get the stolen. Club? He needs the club. Is the that club? Yeah, yeah. He he needs he needs that for the scooter. Well, or or like one of those like wheel locks, like the uh, if you're getting your uh, your vehicle impounded from from parking, like the that they put over the wheel that that locks it in place so you can't drive it. Uh, maybe something like that. But you know, poor guy he needs to. Uh, you know, you come out and you you find your your ride is gone. It's that's got to be awful. Uh, all right, on to more uh, more serious uh, uh, topics, and, and uh, you know, uh, actually, kind of a, a disturbing topic if 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 we really want to get into it. Uh, former uh, Cleveland pitcher Mike Clevenger, who signed a one-year, twelve million dollar contract, uh, uh, you know, recently to to pitch for Chicago and the White Sox. Uh, Clevenger now uh, being accused of domestic violence and uh, uh, child abuse. Uh, by the 24-year-old mother of his third child uh, while he was in San Diego. Uh, this story coming out, uh, The Athletic had it first, and uh, it, it broke yesterday. The White Sox and Major League Baseball confirmed that they are investigating uh, the accusations against Clevenger uh, that were levied by the 24-year-old mother. Uh, she said that he uh, slapped her, that he, uh, you know, abused her physically, uh, verbally, uh, also that he, uh, took out, uh, uh, chewing tobacco, took out a, a dip of chewing tobacco and threw it at the infant, uh, there, his, his daughter, um, at one point, uh, during that was it's kind of the, the most disturbing thing out of that, uh, kind of weird, strange thing that he would do that. Uh, you know, what did you take from the news that, that Clevenger is under investigation for domestic violence? And, you know, given the uh, the accusations and the whole uh, drama that played out with Trevor Bauer being suspended for almost 200 games uh, over, you know, similar sort of uh, accusations and, and given, uh, you know, uh, Mickey Calloway, a former uh, pitching coach uh, in Cleveland and and his uh, you know, actions and the investigation that uh, it led to him being fired uh, as the Angels pitching coach uh, that included his time and his treatment of women uh, here in Cleveland. Uh, you know, just what do you make of that whole situation? And, you know, what what was going on here in, in 2017, 2018, when uh, the three of them were all on the staff? Yeah, Joe, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's uh if there's a connection, it's just like you said, it's disturbing. And it's, uh, you know, I, you know, for anybody who was around uh, those three when they were all in Cleveland, they knew Bauer and, and uh, uh, Mickey Calloway didn't like each other. So I don't think there's, you know, any connection there, you know, just the two between the two of them. 
but you know obviously you know you know their treatment of women yes yes you know th that that's the only thing that connects them there i'm not sure what kind of relationship uh you know callaway had with uh, clevenger but i know clevenger and bauer were friends so uh you know i, I just don't know if, if you what what all that means um but you know he he's certainly clevenger you know, Joe, I, I don't think he's going to be uh, in the opening day rotation, you know, depending on how, you know, how quickly MLB wraps up this investigation. Yeah, there could be uh, some sort of suspension. There could, uh, uh, you know, be uh, certainly ordering him to do counseling or something like that. That's what the uh, the alleged victim in this uh, situation is, is calling for. She's calling for uh, a suspension and a requirement of counseling. Uh, but again, I mean, this is uh, a guy who uh, signed a $12 million contract with the White Sox. And then, uh, you know, the team finds out, uh, you know, weeks later that, oh, all of a sudden he's under investigation. And, you know, the the threat there is that, you know, he could miss a, a large portion of the season. I mean, if Bauer missed 194 games, you know, how many how many games could they suspend Clevenger for? Uh, I, I guess it's, you know, let the buyer beware when it comes to the White Sox there. But, uh, you know, th this is Clevenger. Uh, he, he never really struck you as uh, the kind of guy who who was capable of something like this, if it's all, you know, accurate and true. But, uh, you know, here we are talking about uh, another guy who was on that staff just, you know, having... Uh, really not knowing how to treat uh not not just women but people in general yeah joe i mean you know as you know i think we know as much about these guys as they let us know you know some guys let you in a little deeper than others but you know you, you get you know we see one side of a player you know and you know whoever lives with the with the player sees you know a totally different side, you know, so it, it's hard to judge, you know, a guy just by, you know, if, if, if you're, you know, if you're around him before and after games, you just, you just see, you know, that one side of him and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to get a, get a read on people and, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, you know, Clevenger does get some help for this and, and, and makes a, you know, amends because, this is not the, you don't want to go through life like this. Yeah. Uh, when Clevenger was uh, pitching in Cleveland, uh, there were uh, controversies and, and little social media dust ups. Uh, the mother of his other two daughters, uh, you know, was was throwing constantly throwing accusations and, you know, making things ugly and messy uh, on social media uh, about uh, his about their relationship. And, and that got you know, that, that sort of died down a little bit when he went to San Diego, we didn't hear as much about it here in Cleveland. Uh, but you know, then there was the, he winds up, uh, getting engaged and, and having another daughter with, uh, this other, uh, woman. So, you know, the, the, he, he leaves, he goes somewhere else, but the problems, you know, continued to, to pop up there. So, you know, we'll see, uh, how it turns out and we'll, we'll, we looking forward to, you know, hearing something about the uh, the investigation from MLB, but uh, until then, we we really can't know what's what's going to happen and and know what it's going to be like uh, for Clevenger and the White Sox next year. Uh, obviously, that that should all be secondary to uh, you know how this thing all, all turns out.
Uh, before we leave, wanted to mention, uh, you know, wrote a piece on Stephen Kwan and, uh, you know, his comments to us at Guards Fest over the weekend. Uh, we talked there a little bit about just the uh, the sabbatical that he took. Uh, Kwan said he, uh, he he wanted to blend in a little bit, so he went to Chicago and, and just sort of sat on the couch, played video games and ate whatever he wanted for uh, a couple <laughs> of weeks before flipping the switch back on. Uh, do you think Quan's going to be able to avoid the spotlight this year, or is is he going to be sort of that guy that the uh, the club pushes forward? And you know, when when there's a the cameras are there, when the microphones are there, uh, you know, he's the guy that they they sort of want uh, out there, out in front, speaking for the team. Yeah, I think he's you know he's kind of a rising uh, rising star in the game. You know, he had a great rookie year. You know, it couldn't have gone much better when you think about it. You know, he the only thing he didn't do was make the All-Star game. I mean, he had a great postseason run, great, you know, run after they moved him into the leadoff spot, won a gold glove, you know, just, uh, you know, he really kind of established himself. So, yeah, I, I would think, uh, you know, there, there's other more veteran guys on the team, obviously, but, you know, he is a guy that people are going to want to talk to. Yeah, I think hitting a home run in the uh, the division series in, in Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, pretty much uh, cemented a, a good um, uh, postseason run and a good, uh, you know, just really all around season for for Quan. Uh, can't wait to see what happens there. Uh, I just thought it was uh, was interesting that he, he said, you know, why, why Chicago? Why would you go to Chicago? Why would you? Well, because because I'm a nobody there. That's and that's that's exactly it. You can. He can walk the streets and and not. Hey, he's not going to walk the streets in, in in Cleveland and not get recognized. Uh, uh, and and pretty soon it's going to be the case uh, everywhere else he goes. All right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap up um, uh, today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, you've got the uh, the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards uh, tonight uh, at the the, the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Uh, we'll see if any Guardians players or or if the team itself you know wins any awards for. Uh, for their their success in 2022, uh, and and we'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, again on Friday. All right, Joe. Take care, buddy. <laughs>